First thing, I apologize for there not being an intercessory prayer last week. We were experiencing intense technical difficulties, but there will be one this week. For this week's meditation and our time together, we'll be looking at Matthew, the 14th chapter. Matthew is the only gospel that depicts Christ walking on the water, while Luke is the only gospel that depicts Christ's complete time in the wilderness. And the phrase that struck me, again, out of the message translation, as it relates to the Lord walking on the water, and again, you'll find this in the show notes where Matthew retells that Peter, seeing the Lord out on the water, went to him after the Lord told him to. And then him looking at the wind and waves and losing heart. Let us examine just how potent the winds and waves can be. Welcome to the Fill the Well podcast. I am your host, Apostle Jennifer P. Harris, based out of St. Louis, Missouri. I thank you for spending time with me as we go through God's word, as we are reminded that new wine cannot go in old wineskins, and that we remember that sometimes along this journey, through this thing called faith, we need to stop and be replenished. And God's word, again, is the best fountain to be filled by. So I welcome you with the love of Jesus Christ through the grace of our Father as we begin this week once more and again to fill our wells. If I'm honest, every time I read Christ's depiction of walking on the water, well, Matthew's depiction of Christ walking on the water, I feel like I noticed something new, especially when I read it in different translations. And I've make, I make no secret that I have three translations that I mainly study from. Uh, that's just where my process is with the Lord at this particular juncture in my walk. I have the King James Version, which I am most familiar with, especially as it relates to memorizing scripture. There is the message message translation that I was recommended to get and that I normally do my devotional out of because it's it's quicker. Uh, And again, I'm used to the language of it, so I don't have to stop and look up words or look or use my uh, commentary. And there's the Amplified that has the more complete text, if that makes any sense. And yet, in listening to um, Matthew 14 this morning, I noticed a phrase I'm I'm sure I have heard many, many times over. But even in that meditation for today, especially as it relates to Peter sinking after he got out of the boat, Let's back up a little bit. Now, we understand that most of the people <clears throat> that Christ called immediately, and this should, and this should bless you, and here, as um, Dr. Jamal Bryant says, here's your shout. 
most of the people who got who Christ called first <clears throat> were blue collar people as we would as we would think of them right these were not necessarily lawyers and doctors remember Luke was a physician that went with Paul but these were fishermen tax collectors these are people who made their living with their hands and the thing that must be said about that is especially in the context of scripture is they had to be knowledgeable about the different watches and if you've been around anyone who again does blue collar work especially fishing or farming they they will they watch the weather often I remember my maternal grandmother always had, always had an almanac. She always, she always had an almanac. And for those of you who may not know, an almanac basically is this booklet that tells you the current weather patterns and what to expect. So it's like a, it's like a more in-depth calendar. But she always kept a farmer's almanac. So. We, we understand that even in the cultural context as to what they did, they, they, were, they were familiar with ghost stories and things like that. But I'm going to tiptoe a little further out into that, just a little bit. Now, the first thing that the, the, first thing the disciples did when they saw this image on the water, they said they thought it was a ghost. It was unlike anything that they had seen before. And most mariners have, mariners, fishermen, seamen, they have a lot of lore that goes around ghost stories and lost ships and things like that. But the one thing that blesses me, and again, we're going to get to the winds and waves in a minute. The one thing that blessed me was Peter said, after hearing the Lord's voice, after he reassured them that he was not a ghost, he said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. Now, this is where a lot of us in the body get real happy, right? We get real happy. You know, you're going to the nations. You're called to preach. You know, you're a prophet. You're an apostle. You know, the Lord, is. there's such an anointing on your life. We get, we get so caught up in that part, right? We get so caught up in that part that we forget that's just a, that's just a small portion, really, that's just the door to where you're, you're to where you're going to go to. That's not the room, the hallway, or the building. That's just the door. That's the entry point. And accepting that, watch this now. Since Peter accepted that that was the Lord, again, Peter, again, all the disciples in the boat knew the Lord's voice. It was Peter who act, who told, who said, "Lord, if it's you, bid me come." Now, here we go. Here we go. Right. Now, a lot of us will ask the Lord for confirmation, for signs, for um, extra prophecy to ensure that this is what he wants us to do, whatever that thing is. Again, this is the door. This is the access point. We will ask the Lord again. And Peter is not the only person in biblical history that has asked God for a sign for something, to confirm something. And I think what we don't, we don't teach a lot in that I think on some end that we're scared to even utter 
is we don't want to get it wrong. We ask for all that we ask for all this help. We ask for extra, you know, divine hugs, as it were, and pushes and shoves because we're scared. Because it can't possibly be us that the Lord is in need of. It can't, it can't be us. It has to be somebody else. So we ask the Lord for all these extra things to ensure that this is what he told us to do. Even to the point that we ask the Lord, Lord, if you let me, let me come out on the water with you. We ask God for the, for the impossible for us that we know is possible for him. But even in Peter's, even in Peter's enthusiasm in asking the Lord to let him come out on the water with you. Now, this is the part, thank you, Lord. This part, this part just blessed me. Since the Lord told Peter to come to him, he would make the conditions under him obedient to him coming to him. This is why you should not be envious of other people's walk with God because you don't know what conditions the Lord had to make to make their way accessible to him. And we also know Matthew 14 depicts Peter walking walking on the water. Now again, we don't know if he did once, three steps, five steps, ten steps. We, we don't we don't know. Scripture does not give us that. And I'm actually happy that scripture puts a veil over that because that was something that was something so powerful that who would really write down that if Peter took three steps to seven steps, who would really write that down? And yet again, the text tells us that Peter looked at the winds and waves that turned around him in the message. The message translation says he lost heart. Now watch this now. Peter heard the Lord. Everybody in the boat is afraid. The Lord tells them, don't be afraid. It's me. Peter says, Lord, if it's you, let, bid me come, as the King James said. Bid, bid me come. Lord, if it's you, prove it. In 2024 speak. Lord, if it's you, prove it. Because if it's you, I should be able to come out and do what you do. That's a whole that's a whole other thing. We'll get into that at a, at a later time if the Lord releases me to do so. The Lord then says, come on. Now that right there is a watershed moment for most believers. Because once we ask the Lord to confirm this, send, send another prophet, send the rain, make the fleece wet or, wet or dry. Once the Lord proves that it's him, now you have a decision to make. Because you've just, again, Luke 4, Luke 4 and 12 says, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. We know that, right? You can't make God, you cannot make God do anything. You can't pimp God to do anything. You can't threaten God to do anything. You get, God is God, whether you believe it, fo believe him, follow him or not. That, that's just, that's why he's God. He's immutable. Even the philosopher Aristotle said, call God the immovable mover. You can't, you can't move God. And yet Peter goes out on the water. Again, scripture does not tell how many steps he took, but we also know that Wherever he was in the proximity to Christ, he was able to holler, Master, save me. 
and immediately Christ saved him. He grabbed his hand and pulled him up. Now that, now that right there, we'll teach it another time. But let us focus on, again, the text, again, that's in the show notes out of Matthew 14. He saw the wind and waves as they turned around him and he lost heart. When I heard that this morning, it was like I had never heard it before. Notice the wind and the winds and waves did not disappear because Jesus was there, but yet Jesus is in control of the wind. And this is not the, now this is not the first miracle that Christ has done on the water. Watch that. The first time, as we all know, he was asleep in the boat and there was, and there was a storm, right? Christ gets up. You know, the, the disciples are panicking. Now, if we, now, if we're honest, we all get on this, we all get on the disciples, I think, unnecessarily. Because we all, from the vantage point of 2000, of 2000 years later, we'll say, well, you know, they were with Jesus. I don't know why they acting like this. Well, you have the benefit of the entire gospel and everybody, and everybody, everybody's, uh, story and, and, uh, you know how you, and conclusions, right? You see the climaxes and conclusions. And some of us still don't want to believe the text or believe the people or believe the depictions that are listed there. We are no better than this. We are no better than the disciples some days. The thing is, he gets up, right? He gets out the boat. Well, out of the, out of the uh, lower part of the ship and he rebukes the storm. Right. He rebukes the storm. He says, peace be still. And again, the King James says, what matter of man is this that even the wind and waves obey him? Right. What matter of man is this? Now watch this. Thank you, Holy Ghost. What matter of man is this that the wind and waves obey him? Now, remember, that was before this this incident. Now they on the water again. The wind and waves are churning around Peter. And he loses heart. What you have to understand is just because you have Jesus does not mean the immediacy of the situation goes away. Now, what am I saying? I say, as uh, Dr. Charles Stanley would say it, if you have Christ on board, you have problems. But the great news is you are already connected to a solution. In times of storm, he, he indeed is our sustainer. And we've seen that throughout the gospel. But let's go a little further. As it relates to the wind and waves churning around him, again, as the message translation says, Peter lost heart. We do the same thing. We accept the call. We go out on the water. We, you know, we start the ministry. We start writing the book. And we see the, thank you, Holy Ghost. Help, Lord, help me to give this to your people like, like you're giving it to me. We see the conditions by which we are expected to thrive and be obedient in, and we get scared and we stop. We panic and we quit. You know, the, the podcast doesn't stream like we want it to. You know, the people don't buy the book like they, like you want them to. You, they don't follow the YouTube channel. You know, no one comes to your church. We see the wind and waves around us and we, and we lose heart. And we lose heart. We give up. We get sad. We get fr we get frustrated, and we sink. And I love what the Lord says here. He says that He tells Peter, "You know, why did you not believe? 
Thank you, Jesus. Why did you not believe? Why did you not believe? And there and therein lies your help. And I know some of you may be thinking, Apostle, you don't understand. I'm dealing with all kinds of stuff and I don't know if I can. That ain't that ain't the problem. That's that's not your major concern. That ain't your focus. Now watch it. Let's watch again, right? Let's go, let's run it back, as I tell my kids. Let's run it back. The, the disciples, the apostles are out on the boat. It's dark. It's the fourth watch. It's, it's about 4 a.m., right? I urge you to, uh, to study the different, the different watches. It'll, it'll, it will bless you and it will make, it will help this, uh, it will help you make, it will help you make more sense of this particular story or miracle. He also says, Lord, if it's you bid me come when they, when they see, when they see him out on the water, Lord, if it's you bid me come, come on. So Peter, we don't know, again, we don't know how long it took Peter to say yes. We don't know how, we don't know exactly how many steps Peter took. We just know that Peter went. Praise God that Peter went. And in the going, right in the going, he, he steps and he walks toward the Lord. He sees the wind and waves turn under him and he loses heart. He gets scared. He gets scared because again, the conditions by which he's, the conditions. Oh, if I could just preach on the conditions, the conditions that we are expected to be in and thrive in as believers, as we follow Christ are not always ideal and we want them to be ideal. There's always going to be a merit of rigor and struggle in this walk. The sooner you accept it as a believer, the more mature you can become and you will not be tossed about by every wind of doctrine. As Paul says, you have to, and they're the wind and waves again that Paul talks about. There will, there will always be wind and waves. There will always be that. There will always be the temptation to give to 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 fall apart. But I even love but I even love this. Thank you, Lord, for fresh revelation. Even as Peter gave up. Even as Peter gave up, he still had enough in him to say, Master, save me. Come on, Jesus. He still had enough. In, he still had enough in him to say, Master, save me. This has gotten this has gotten to be too much for me. I can't do it unless you help. Come on. I can't do this unless you help me. The conditions, the conditions that I'm in, if you don't sustain me or help me in them, I can't do it. It will take, it will take over. But what I love here is, and this is a model for us as the body. He didn't talk about Peter first. He helped him first and helped him immediately. It's not the fact, and, he, and here you go, right? He rebuked the wind and waves on the boat with everybody there, right? He did that. He did that before, and they wondered who he was. Then at this moment, right, this moment, 
of it just being Peter to step out. The Lord still in that intimate moment, when Peter began to sink because of the conditions, he took his eyes off. He who had mastered the conditions. Oh, this is good. He who had mastered the conditions. Who who by his very word, he is even out on the water. He takes his eyes off off the commander of his soul, right? His teacher, his leader, he takes his eyes off him and looks at the conditions and he sinks. Whenever you take your eyes off off of Christ, who has mastered your condition, even though you want the, the lake to be placid, you want there to be no storm. You want there to be no rain. You want there to be no wind. You want there to be no wind. He still is in control. And the exchange you see here is, thank you, thank you, Holy Ghost. The condition here is visibility. I grew up in the Midwest, so sometimes in the summer you would you'll have horrible storms. And if and if you are driving and you can't watch this now, you are driving to the point that you can't see. Because it's water and noise and rain and everything else. They will tell you to pull over. Those who have seen these conditions and foretold these and foretold or forecasted these conditions. They will tell you to pull over. And let the storm pass. Until conditions are clearer so you do not. Thank you, Lord. So you do not get in an accident and you are not unnecessarily hurt. The moment we take our eyes off Christ and focus on our condition, we will always sink. It's not the fact. It's not the fact that the Lord is incapable. The Lord wants you to continually to change your vision for his vision. Yet, but peep this though. You, Peter's focusing on his condition. Christ is focusing on the call. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Praise your name, Jesus. Because even the last thing that he does for Peter near the water is restoring. You don't believe me? Read Luke, read Luke, I believe the 22nd chapter. Where after they saw the Lord on the, on the shore, after the resurrection, and after Peter betrayed him, he asked Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I do. Feed my sheep. Lord, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I do. Feed my lambs. Thank you. Oh, Holy Ghost, thank you. This is so, this is so good. It's even, it's even helping, it's even helping me. May it help your people. Whenever we, whenever we focus on the conditions, and not Christ, because because we act as if Christ is ignorant of the of the conditions. He's not ignorant of con, of the conditions. He wants you to focus on him and the conditions. Because again, peep this. He called Peter out on the same water he was standing on. So it's not the so the same wind and waves Peter saw 
or the same wind and waves that he had under control. Whenever, whenever you focus on the conditions and not Christ, you will always sink. But even in the sinking, because we all have we all have moments where it gets to be too hard, it's too rough. God, I don't know if I God, I don't know if I can do this here. He still saves and did remind you, why did you not just believe? And something which goes to what, what again, as we talked about on this particular platform often, your word level, your relationship with God, that will help you to focus even when the wind and waves, that, even when they come, because inevitably they will. The storm will come. Let's just get that out the way. The storm will come. But the question, but the question really is, Are you going to let the conditions determine your faith? Or will you let the conditions? Oh my God, the conditions. Whoo, Jesus, the conditions. Or will you let the conditions determine your relationship with Christ? Here, we keep, we see, we see this most intimate exchange because Peter was willing to say, Lord, if it's you bid me come. And again, we don't know how we can see here again that Peter was a seasoned fisherman. Peter, we can presume using our biblical imagination, Peter has seen a lot. Peter has seen a lot on the water. He has seen a lot of storms. He has seen a lot of strange things. But, even, but in hearing his leader's voice, Lord, if it's you now see right there. Oh, Lord, y'all, I'm trying to let this go, but this is so good. Lord, if it's you, bid me come. This lets me, this, come on, Jesus. We, this, this, let, this also lets me know that Peter has seen a lot of counterfeit. Come on. <laughs> that Peter has seen a whole lot of counterfeit. He said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. Lord, if it's you, if, Lord, if, if you want me to write this book, if you want to leave this ministry, Lord, if you want me to start this initiative, Lord, if it's you, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And for that, understand the wind and waves will come. And it's okay to ask the it is okay to ask the Lord, is this the right thing for me to do? It's okay to ask the Lord that He He loves to help. He is a good parent that way. He loves to see us thrive and prosper and do well. He wants that. What he does not want is for the conditions that we find ourselves in or may have put ourselves in to determine whether or not we're going to sink or swim. And not the God who, who is, again, as the, as the uh, Sunday school song goes, he's got the whole, whole world in his hands. The wind, what manner of man is this that the wind, even the wind and waves obey him? Only to see a few short, a few short chapters later. Even to see a few short chapters later that the same man who the wind, who the winds and waves obeyed. Told somebody to come out on out on the same water. 
what is sinking you or you think may sink you, Christ is already on top of. Whatever you thought was going to take you out, Christ is already on top of. The wind and waves will come and that's fine. But understand, you are not by yourself. Belief is your weapon. Faith is your shield. Remember the words of Paul in Ephesians 6. Never, never, ever are you going to be in this thing by yourself. Be blessed. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I would like to give you that invitation now. You can do it wherever you are, no matter what time of day. God is always listening and always anxious to hear from his children. Repeat this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my life and make me new. I believe that you came, you died, and you rose and are coming again. I accept you as Lord of my life. Teach me how to follow you, listen to you, and love you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that simple prayer, I believe you got born again and welcome to the family of Christ. Get into a good Bible-based church. Find a version of the Bible by which you are most comfortable reading and begin with the book of John or the book of Luke as they are the easiest, they are the most easiest to read. I look forward to seeing you this time again. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to Fill the Well podcast this week. I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that you were strengthened. I hope that you are reminded that God is still able and able to do all things. I look forward to speaking to you all next week. If you would be so inclined to sow a seed into this ministry, you may do so via PayPal. The PayPal is Apostle J. B. Harris at gmail.com. Again, that is A P O S T L E J as in Jack, B as in boy, H as in hot, A R R I S at gmail.com. Until next week, may your prayers be fruitful. May God ever smile on you and may your well stay full. <laughs>